0: Perhaps you can relate to this thought. Someone says, you know, you're going to have to learn how to forgive that person. And even when I say that, that person comes to your mind and heart. And maybe you're like me. You're like, what? There's no way. But one thing I've learned in my own recovery journey is one of the greatest keys to lasting freedom in my own recovery journey has been forgiveness. And today I want to take some time to unpack forgiveness. Welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official, a Celebrate Recovery podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope leadership, wisdom, all centered around the Beatitudes of Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery Principles, where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hang-ups, and habits so that we can walk in freedom and hope and joy, the fruits of the Spirit. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the Global Field Director with Celebrate Recovery And so glad that you are here with me today. I'm flying solo today, so bear with me. But I have on my heart to talk a little bit about forgiveness. I think forgiveness is such an important part of the healing journey in God's timing. But today I want to unpack this um, incredible, difficult, but life-changing principle on forgiveness. Forgiveness is a pretty essential topic for all of us whether you know it or not you know, one of the topics that can keep us stuck it keeps us from um really um opening our hands to experience uh, the blessings that god wants for us in our life and um that has nothing to do with stuff and everything to do with his fruit and his peace inside of our heart i love this picture when i think of forgiveness that as I was talking with some uh, some sponsors and accountability partners this past week we were just kind of unpacking uh, one of those great uh, Psalms that really has meant a lot for me and in, in my own life and and just understanding that that God desires for me to have open hands and it's in Psalm 63 4, 4 7, it says I will praise you as long as i live lifting up my hands to you in prayer you satisfy me more than the richest feast i will praise you with songs of joy i lie awake thinking of you meditating on you through the night because you are my helper i sing for joy in the shadows uh, shadow of your wings and what i love about that is is the picture is just imagining in unforgiveness, my hands are clenched. If you could imagine me with my hands held up right now, holding clenched fists. Uh, a lot of times we can't see on the exterior uh, what's happening on the interior of our heart. But, but it is this picture of clenched fists and literally trying to hold on healing and justice and, and getting right and, and getting people back and all those things that we believe in unforgiveness It's clenching our fists. And we even clench them and we hold them up to God. God, how can you let this happen? And, and we clench them toward other people. I can't believe you hurt me. Um, and the reality is that that's not our place in the story to clench our fists and hold on to, to hold in a grip um, this pain and this justice and healing that only God can give us. This is a lot of times why we see anger will play out in unhealthy ways in our recovery. Uh, And it's really tied to this area of forgiveness. And so what I love about forgiveness is it's taking those clenched fists and literally opening our hands. And as that psalm that I just read, it's lifting my hands, open hands uh, to the Father. And it's interesting that word hand, if you look at, uh, there's, a, there's a word in scripture called yada, and it's literally lifting our hands in praise. But it not, it's not just any hand, it's, it's open hand. And a lot of times I, I have my fist clenched tight and I'm kind of shaking them at God or I'm shaking them at other people or maybe both. And literally in that posture, I cannot receive anything. I cannot receive anything because there's nothing, there's no opening in my hands to receive something. And so I think forgiveness or unforgiveness is the clenching of our fists, which keeps us from experiencing any more fruit, any more blessing, any more peace that God wants to give us on this journey. But it's so hard. And and sometimes we can kind of paint forgiveness as this, you know, it's just this simple thing, just do it. But it is a hard thing, so we can't discount that. But we have to be honest about the fruit and the value of forgiveness and not discount its value in our life. But but it got to me to thinking about just some of those barriers. And I can remember teaching this years ago and even having boxes on the stage and... Walking in a straight path and, and getting interrupted, or these obstacles were bumping in and keeping, bumping into me and keeping me from walking the path that God had for me. And I think these obstacles, these barriers uh, to, to walking in freedom and healing and peace, the fruit that Galatians 5 talks about is, is these things that we hold on to to justify not forgiving. And, and I like to think of, before I get to those barriers, thinking of it kind of this circular motion that we have forgiveness. We talk about this in the Celebrate Recovery lesson. We have forgiveness from God. We have forgiveness toward others. And we have forgiveness towards self. And think of that as kind of a circular conduit. If one of those is blocked off we we don't ever get the full effect all the way through the conduit. So, for example, if I've received God from uh, forgiveness from God, but I've not been able to forgive myself, how can I truly learn how to forgive other people or for that matter, how can I fully receive God's forgiveness? And that's such an important thing. I love that visual of God's design is to um, let us breathe and live out the fruit of the spirit so that we don't get stuck and and um yeah, just that mindset that th- this hurt is just too bad. I I can't forgive myself or I can't forgive others. But here's some of those barriers that I think keep us from walking in that path. And one is just that that understanding that um what it's not <laughs> and forgiveness is not. Just staying in a state of denial, denying and acting like it didn't happen. Um, yeah, that denial's a tricky one, isn't it? We talk about that in Principle One, but denial's that kind of that the brain's ability to tell itself a lie and believe it. Just think about that. We can tell. I know I've told myself so many lies and I believed them for so long. I'm not that bad. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't that bad. Maybe what I did what didn't cause that much harm. But we do this with forgiveness, too. We think if, if, if maybe, maybe if I just deny and act like it didn't happen, then I'll be able to forgive them. That's not what forgiveness is. In fact, um, I like to think of forgiveness and, and healing as two separate tracks. But it's understanding that it's not about minimizing the pain i've gotta I've gotta acknowledge and get real about the pain so that I can walk in healing. Uh, so God, I'm giving you my offender. I'm not gonna deny it. I'm not gonna minimize this anymore. I need your help. Here's what happened, and I need to get real and put that into words and and put that down on paper. So, that can ultimately express that. But it's not about denying it. We don't want to act like it didn't happen. Or, one way that I I would do it with my own recovery is well, um, part of my denial was I would minimize it by saying, well, my stepdads were really messed up and they had their own broken story. So, um, why am I whining? Because they had their own story and what they did to me must not be that bad. So, I deny it. No. I can be honest and not be dishonoring toward those that that have hurt me. I need to be honest, not minimize it. So forgiveness is not denying it, but it's also not minimizing it as I mentioned. And I don't want to I don't want to get in this mindset that um yeah, just act like it wasn't that bad because that's not ultimately going to lead to healing. If I can just minimize it, maybe I'll forgive them. Uh, acting like it wasn't that bad? No. And here's the here's the thing for me. Um, we're kind of right up on Good Friday and Easter season here. Um, Jesus didn't minimize the sin when he went to the cross. No, he fully embraced it and said, this is so bad. It's killing my kids. And so much so that I'm going to go to the cross. So he didn't minimize that. He didn't deny it. He actually took it... Um, took it to the cross and actually uh, went in our place on our behalf. And that's that beautiful part of that conduit that I was describing. Um, He forgave us if we're willing to believe and receive him. And so so it's not minimizing, it, it's not denying and acting like it didn't happen. And it's not just pushing it down. Forgiveness is not just shoving it down, as someone once said that, the forgiveness if you bury stuff it's going to it's like burying it alive it's going to come up eventually it's going to come up maybe come out sideways but it's not about just swallowing the pain um and you know the reality is that that Jesus he knows us more than anything he's saying don't just swallow it don't act like it's not there don't minimize it don't just shove it down and act like it didn't happen bring it to the forefront but know that that I'm going to be the one to, to help you through this process. And I think an important thing, too, and, and this can be confusing and it's important, especially if you're in an abusive situation, you know, I, I said I was sorry if I punched you in the face and I said I'm sorry, um, it doesn't mean that I can go right back to you or you come right back to me and let me punch you in the face again. There may be some boundaries It may not be in a safe situation. So sometimes... We confuse forgiveness with reconciliation, and the reality is they're two separate things. We're not a doormat. We're not to be a punching bag, and if I forgive, that means I can be your punching bag, and that's not what we're talking about here, uh, especially in Celebrate Recovery when we're talking about forgiveness. We're actually trying to create space where we can um, bring healing to our heart, because Unforgiveness, the clenched fist keeps me stuck. It keeps me trying to hold on to this, and and keeps me from moving forward. So, I think a key thing for me, um, and th- this was this was essential for my own my own healing journey, is just understanding the the kind of the breakdown of the forgiveness process, and understanding that that if I'm to face this 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 topic of forgiveness. It's knowing that God is asking me to do this as an act of obedience. Now that feels a little bit uh, cruel when we're hurting, but hear me out on that. If we're, if we're being in a place of obedience, we're saying, Jesus, you're the one that knows me better than anything. And your scriptures are very clear on forgiveness. It's not just because I said so. He wired us, and He knows that if we don't fully learn how to forgive, to receive forgiveness, to forgive ourselves, we're not going to live out the path that He has for us. And so it's coming to that realization that this is an act of obedience to the one who created me, and if I want to have that fruit in my life, I want to do this. So just keeping that in mind, that that act of obedience is the first part of that process, and that's really just given. God, my offender and understanding this, um, choosing, this is such a big statement to take in. I am in forgiving. I'm choosing to live with the consequences of my offenders choices. Whew. Let's take that in for a second. My stepdads, I had multiple stepdads who were physically, verbally, emotionally abusive I had to come to a point when I chose, in obedience, to forgive. To say, I'm choosing to live with the consequences of their choices, and not. Here's the key thing, and not hold um, hold it to their account again. Don't don't hold them accountable for that. I, I that's not my place to do that. God, you're a God of justice. The accountability piece may be that they're not going to be in my life anymore, but. I'm not going to try to gain justice myself. And that's where unforgiveness came in. So I'm choosing to live with the consequences of their choice. And this isn't easy, is it? But that's a, a big part of, of moving to a place of forgiveness. I'm making an act of obedience. But then comes that, that healing uh, uh, process uh, that's, that's a big second part to that and we don't just say, well, I forgave them and we move on the healing journey can take some time. And that's why we, we walk through that and we dedicate an entire principle, principle six around this. So I'm going to take a quick break right here. And and when we come back, we'll kind of continue that conversation and turn the corner on what healing can look like as we walk through the celebrate recovery healing process. Stick with me and I'll be right back. Folks, the summit, the Celebrate Recovery Summit is coming and we would absolutely love for you to take part in that. Um, If you go to crsummits.com, we're going to be looking to take a team there and uh, it's a great way for any and all people to partake in this, whether you're a leader or a participant. If you want to know more about that or you just want to get your own ticket, go to crsummits.com and reserve your ticket and join us on this greatest recovery party on the planet. CRSummits.com Welcome back. Uh, talking about this uh, tough topic of forgiveness. And right before the break, I was talking about just that choosing to live with the consequences of my offender's choice. And boy, that's, that's really hard. I don't want to just act like that's not hard to take in. But what that's saying is, God, I trust you enough I'm going to give you my stepfathers. I'm going to give the abuse. See, the consequences of their choices uh, led me to not uh, trust men very well. And I had a long season of not letting any men into my life, um, of of having doubt and insecurities, a low self-esteem. It messed up my social, my security, my sexual lens of how I looked at life. And those were consequences, but that's what I took to God. There's a difference between taking my offender and trying to be a part of that justice and healing process on their behalf and taking the consequences and choosing to live with the consequences. Is not just saying, well, it's going to be a miserable life. This happened to you, Rodney, and you just need to deal with it. And it's going to be a long, (laughs) miserable path. No, that's not what we're saying celebrate recovery, choosing to live with the consequences is being honest. We're not minimizing it. We're not denying it. We're not shoving it down. We're actually saying this happened and this is how it affected me. I've already chosen to forgive my offenders. I'm not going to let anger and resentment and bitterness as as we've talked on prior podcasts, I'm not going to let that own me. I'm going to give that to God and get underneath that resentment and anger and bitterness and talk about the pain. If we don't do that, we're going to be stuck and it's going to keep us from moving forward and living out the path that God has for us in our lives. So so here's a cool thing, and, and, and someone once shared this with me, that you know, when we choose to forgive, we're actually getting our mind and our heart back. And I often wonder how many times that you know when I'm praying to God, God heal my mind and my heart. Imagining Rodney with clenched fist, unwilling to forgive my offenders, and I'm saying, God, would you forgive my mind and my heart? And with my clenched fist raised to the to the sky, I wonder. And it's just my assumption if God is saying, Rodney, I want to heal your heart and your mind, but you don't own it. You know who owns it your offenders. They have possession of your heart and your mind because you're so consumed and you're giving them space in your mind so much so that they have ownership of it. And I can't, I can't heal something. I won't heal something that you're not willing to take possession of. And guys, that that's the key thing. That was a big aha moment for me. When I was able to come to this realization that obedience is getting my mind back and being willing to live with the consequences of their choices, I got my heart back. I got my mind back. And then I had possession of a broken, hurting, bleeding heart, no doubt, and saying, God, now I'm ready to begin the healing process because I've given my offenders, in this case, my stepfathers, I've given them to you, Lord. And Lord, because I've given them to you, you have possession of them. Instead of me thinking I had possession of them, I now have possession of my own mind and my own heart, that which sits in the hands of a loving, comforting, healing, powerful God. He's holding that in his gentle yet strong hands. And because we now have things in the right possession, in the right mindset, in the right place... Now we can begin the healing process. I've given you my offenders. I've got my mind and my heart back. They now sit in your hands. And now, Jesus, let's talk about the pain. Let's talk about the the process. And, and that's the beautiful thing about celibate recovery is the first five principles of celibate recovery are all, and there's eight principles, by the way, the first five principles are about focusing on the, the others in our life, and then we get into this place uh, in principle six where we begin to evaluate our part in that. And, and it's interesting to think about that with forgiveness, we have a part in that. Am I going to be obedient because of the work that Christ has done in my life to take this next courageous step to be willing to live with the consequences of their choices and acknowledge the hurt And my part is to stop trying to be a God of justice myself and trying to seek healing on my own strength. That didn't work coming into recovery. It's certainly not going to work in principle six. And if I can do my part in acknowledging the hurt, not minimizing or denying or shoving it down anymore and allowing Christ to begin the healing process through obedience, forgiving them, and then giving him the, the hurt and getting honest about that, this is what happened. Oh, it hurts so bad. God, I don't want to minimize it. I know my stepdads came from broken homes themselves. My mom had her own stuff, and she hurt me in ways. I hurt her as well, by the way. But as I begin to get honest about that, the most honoring thing I can do toward anyone in my life is just to be honest about the hurt and not minimize it. Not to blame. There's not, not a bone in my body that wants to blame them. But to be able to say, this happened, now they may not be a safe person. i got to put some boundaries around myself to, as far as it depends on me, I want to reconcile. But if it doesn't feel safe, I'm not going to go back into an abusive relationship. But that doesn't mean that I can't heal from that relationship. And my part in principle six is to give it to God and do my part in the recovery process. And so a big part of that is just acknowledging that, Jesus, this hurts, and this is how it hurt me, and this is what they did. And that's the beautiful part of the inventory process is we get real clear on who did it, what they did, how it damaged me, how it affected me, and ultimately move to my part. And my part, and sometimes we forget this part, is to learn how to forgive, but not just forgive, to actually heal. And guys, through forgiveness, we never get over those hurts. We grow through those hurts and the growth through that, just as that Psalm uh, 63 that I said, um, I praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake awake thinking on you, meditating on you through the night because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. When we walk through the process of healing we're resting and sitting under the shadows of the helper, as Psalm 63 says, under the shadow of the comforter, the shadow of the wings of the healer that wants to bring healing and can and will bring healing as we grow through it. Remember the expectations not to get through it, not to get over it, but to grow through it as I give him all of my pain. And guys, when we do that, um, things begin to change in us. It begins to break down those those arrowheads, I like to call them, that are stuck in my side from those that, that have um, shot arrows in me, begin to break down those rocks so that as I move forward and I bump into new relationships, it won't affect me in the same way. Um, and it's just saying, Jesus, when I look at that cross, I not only see my sin, and we talk about that in the men's lesson, what's my part I need to own, but also the forgiveness. I see the sin of others' hurts done toward me that you died for. Do I believe, and we talked about this in a prior podcast as well, do I believe, do I earnestly believe that God exists and that he has the power to help me heal from my own choices, but also from the choices that others have done toward me. And that's the gospel message. And so forgiveness, one of the greatest keys to our recovery healing journey, but it's understanding that to forgive is an act of obedience. What is my part? Am I trying to seek healing and justice on my own power? And it's just leading to bitterness or am I giving it to him so that I can get my mind and my heart back so that God, in now that it's in my possession, can begin to do uh, his beautiful, miraculous work on healing a bleeding and broken heart, which is why we don't start with principle six. Just want to be clear on that. If you're just listening to this, maybe you're early in the process, um, there's a process we do the work in the first five principles so that we have the power. I think it empowers us to be able to carry out principle six, which, by the way, requires me to own the hurt and take responsibility for the hurt I've inflicted on others. And one of those consequences of the hurt is I'm talking about living in the with the consequences of my offenders actions is knowing that I hurt other people. And that's one of those Kind of surreal, uh, sobering realities for me is that I hurt other people. Now I can justify that and say, "Well, they hurt me, for I have to take responsibility." That's a consequence. And instead of blaming them and pointing the finger toward them, I've already given them to God, and I'm working on the healing on that. Now I'm gonna. Now I need to take ownership of my own part, and that's such an important, hard, not easy lesson. But a game changer for us. So in due time, in the process, as you work out the first five principles and you move into principle six, just know that God's going to give you all the power, the same power that helped you walk through the door and work principle one all the way through five will be the same God, the loving, comforting, healing God that will actually help carry you through principle six. And so just be encouraged by that, but just wanted to share those thoughts with you. Uh, Forgiveness amends uh, specifically forgiveness though are very important and one of the greatest keys to my own lasting recovery journey. And I hope that you will at least be open to the possibility of what could it be possible that I could learn to forgive out of an act of obedience and is it possible that God could heal me and grow me through this hurt so that I can walk in everlasting life and and live and walk, sing for joy, as that Psalm 63 says, in the shadow of a loving, almighty God, uh, his incredible, empowering presence, the shadow of his wings. I love that. Well, we hope this has been a... Meaningful discussion for you, and maybe it's uh, revealed some things on forgiveness, maybe some wounds. Hey, trust the process. If you're just getting started, just your first step is just to get through the door. And if you'd like to find a group near you, we've got groups all over the world. Just go to celebraterecovery.com forward slash CR groups, and you can literally type in a zip code and uh, join us in a local group. But Hey, we want to be, we would be honored to follow this process with you and come alongside you. It would be a great pleasure if you join us, but hey, thanks for joining us today. And I, sh- I sure hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.